Matt Money Smith here from the Petros and Money Show saying a big what up Utes to all of you listening right now on KU Radio. Hey, this is Steve Solberg, comedian and voice of Ragnar, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Welcome to Old Ute Radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. Hello, world. Hello, Hello world. Rebecca. Hello, Sasha in studio. How are you? Good. I'm excited for our interview today. Yes, we're going to get so geeked out on all, all things, things Pac-12 youths. We got Michelle Bodkin coming in from the Ute Zone, a rival affiliate. If you want to know... How many times a punter punted in practice? Go there. I was reading some of it. You want to know the finger length of Drez Anderson? It's probably up there. <laughs> you want to know the shoe size of the water boy? Probably up there. It's got everything. <laughs> There's a tab and a link for all the things you could ever need to know. She writes well. Yes, she does. I'm wondering if she's an alumni of the U. I would think so. I'm excited for the selfie. I know. <laughs> it's going to be a good selfie. <laughs> Anytime hashtag not a creepy ginger can be in a selfie with two beautiful ladies. Mm-hmm. It's a good day. How's your world? You know, it's pretty good. You're about to get famous over there. No. Yes, ma'am. No. About to blow up in the radio world you are. I wish. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. Listeners have your fingers crossed. Yes. Well, you about to lose Becca to the big time so you're gonna no, bypass me you're gonna immediately. lose sasha to the big time mm-hmm. it's a package deal yes <laughs> it's like an agent are we the new power team yeah i yeah, got discovered <laughs> i can't just you know fly out from the mama's wing oh you're not gonna be that girl no nope. steps on the ugly guy on the way up huh? oh, yeah. <laughs> you're so untypical i really liked brooke and hooker they're awesome they were great they'll be back in studio very soon yes <laughs> Very soon. You know who we have coming in on Tuesday to start our week off with a bang? You're going to tell us. Yes, I am. Spence Roper. The good man, Spence Roper. Mike Grover. You were not in, I think you were on vacation when Mikey came in with yeah. Steve Solberg when uh, Natasha Moore was I recall was this. I did not meet him. Oh, is he funny? We're going to laugh a lot. That's Spence cool. is funny. Spence is hilarious. He is so funny. I have him. He added me on Facebook after the show. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching his Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it is like just full of cute baby pictures. And he's building a tree house. Yes. It's the sweetest tree house. Do you think that that TV show inspired him? What TV show? The guy that builds tree houses. I've never seen it. You haven't seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, you should go. I think it's on. On Discovery Channel or National, I think it's still there. 
It's like Ugh. we have a rat in our wall. We have a weird little animal. I don't like that. I kind of love it. <laughs> it. Does it make us unique? Uh, a little. <laughs> Twilight tonight, guys. If anyone's bored. Wu Tang, right? Wu Tang Clan is at Twilight, and if you are brave enough to brave those crowds, go. It's actually a pretty cool night for a Twilight show. Keith McDonald will be there. Yes, he will. Uh-huh. So if you see him, say hello. Say hello. Listen to his show, Two to Fives, on Fridays. Best hip-hop in the state of Utah, hands mm-hmm. down. I agree with that. How's your farming going? Dude, out of control. I got a zucchini. <laughs> you got you a zucchini. I'm cooking it tonight. Yeah? What are you going to make? Um, I just really, really love steamed zucchini. Mm-hmm. With like a little tiny bit of like a little bit of olive oil and some salt. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, I know it's weird, but I like vinegar and zucchini. What kind of vinegar? Um, usually just like apple cider or just regular little bottle of vinegar like vinegar, like at the store. I love vinegar. Me too. I'm on everything. Fan. I love vinegar all the time. But what else are you growing that's out of control? I've got about a dozen spaghetti squashes uh, that aren't quite done, but they're all going to be done at the same time, which creates quite the I'll eat consumption one. issue. I've got a bunch of crooked neck squash. Got six heads of kale that are ready to be eaten. Would you like one of those? Yes. Okay. I'll eat all of <laughs> I've probably got 60 tomatoes that should be ready here pretty soon. I'll just eat all the leftovers. How about if I just bring you some? Yeah, everything that's like, this looks like excess, I'll eat all of it. <laughs> I love all vegetables, except onions. You don't like onion. I I've, I've grown to tolerate them now. No onion rings? I actually do like onion rings. I still, I used to hate all things onion, and I actually have started to like mm. cooked onions on some things, but I'm still very, like, raw onion, unless it's in, like, a little chunk in salsa. You don't like purple raw onions on a hamburger? Oh, no. Shame on you. I'll be honest, though, I've never tried. But I know I don't like onions in general. Mm. I'm kind of warming up, though. You should. They're really good for your blood flow, your circulation. You boys that don't treat your body right with tons of alcohol and get issues with the beautiful lady, eat a lot of onions. Eat a ton of onions. Pop you right up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that for real? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I guess the girl has the good and the bad. She gets her man. But then she has to deal with onion breath. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. But if you're creative, there's remedies to work around bad breath. There's bubble gum. Bubble gum, Tic Tacs. I love bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you see the water pipe that broke out at our sister school at UCLA? Huh. Oh, yeah. So like a 98-year-old water pipe failed like at the basketball stadium? And completely flooded it. And so, like, all these kids were on boogie boards getting towed around and, like, just having a good old Pac-12 time. I would, too. But there was a prank call into a news station. Would you like to hear it? Yes. It's hysterical. Lewis Slung Pew. I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. Uh, yes, ma'am. It's Slung Pew. Oh, thank you very much. What can you tell us about this? Or, or is it something you've ever seen before like this? Uh, well, well, it appears that we have a water main net. Broke and the apparent cause of the water main that broke was, uh, you know, it's coming into us from our from our from our troops on the ground. Basically, that a couple of college students might have sent down a cherry bomb down the toilet, 
What? Oh. Can you say that again? What? You think somebody sent a cherry bomb down the toilet? Yeah, it's that. Uh, we we try to put on seminars, you know, yearly, explaining how dangerous it is to send uh, any kind of explosives down uh, down a, a plumbing drain. You know, that's what that's what is coming back to us. You know, we had a pressure break uh, around sunset, and uh, the cherry bomb must have popped through the uh, the top of the pipe and uh, just blew the bottom right out of it. Well, is this something that happens because of the UCLA campus and kids playing around, or is it the high school campus, or do you know the source? Uh, right now, we're still in the investigation phase. It, it just seems that uh, it seems that the break might have come somewhere around the Poly Pavilion area, one of the locker rooms. It was, it was either a, a, a cherry bomb or someone took a really large dump, you know? <laughs> that is an incredible... So, are you 100% sure about that? Is that... Is, is, that's, a, that's a fake call. Oh, we, we lost him. I'm sorry about that. We hope to get, get him back and find out how... The <laughs> Your producer just tells you it's a fake phone call and then she asks for him to come back. She's like, hopefully we can get on the line with him again, please. <laughs> I'm telling you, Becca. That's hilarious. I want to start doing those to people. I know you're not a journalist, but I'm telling you, you could be a news anchor. All you got to do is be able to read and listen to people. Like, Hi, how's it going? Did you catch his name? No. Louis Sl Slungpoo. Slungpoo or something. <laughs> I was like, how did you guys not catch this right away? Because they want to be the first breaking news. So they don't verify. They don't cost. fact check. Yeah, right? <laughs> having OU radio play your gaff. <laughs> We should start having people call in when we have, like, news emergencies. They'll be like, call us with the latest info. <laughs> oh, that's a good rule for Patrick. I know. Camp Jackie, though, Jackson really should be our news anchor. All that time we were looking for someone, it should have just been Jackie. Seriously. What a great show he has. Anyone that loves the odd comedy. You need to check Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's bad at times. He hasn't that's even. Why it's so funny. He hasn't even hit his stride yet. <laughs> he's not even trying. You guys, he's just making you laugh on a whim. He doesn't even. He just goes. Will you do me a favor? Next Tuesday, will you bring a? F do you have a flute in Salt Lake? A flute. Do you have? Because you know how he plays the flute at the beginning. Uh -huh. Do you have anything? Do you have a? I don't even have a recorder. Do you have a harmonica? harmonica i might be able to get my hands on a harmonica okay something to teach him <laughs> it's horrendous he's really so bad you guys he's playing on like a wooden flute that all you have to do is move your fingers and he still can't even make notes happen it's so bad how did that sound on the recording anyway his flute it's playing. always fantastic and i made a critical error i think on his second show he started doing it and you know my dumb person i was like oh that's horrendous and i think it freaked him out yeah but i meant it was horrendously like it was awful and it was horrendous yeah. but i wanted him to keep going so as his producer i'm gonna have to have this song introduction extend <laughs> another 20 seconds i think that's your girl I is think she our here? Guest is here are we getting all sports i know it's about to happen Oh, Sasha's going to look really bad in this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. We're going to go to break really quick, listeners. Go to break. We'll be right back. Come back. Talk Utes, Pac-12, writing, journalism, men's locker rooms with the two girls. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Yes, muzzle, muzzle. Okay, so just type the job website address here. That's it. 
Then you enter what job you're looking for there. Electrician. This is Peter. Recently, he got help going on the internet for the first time to look for a new job. Okay, then you just hit search and... In the past, Peter's gotten work through people he knew, but he heard there were more jobs online. There we go. These are all for me? Uh-huh. Really? He had no idea just how many. I can't believe it. This one looks good. Peter is thinking the internet might be for him after all. And this is just one website. Wow. Why didn't I do this sooner? See what the internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council. Roxy Bernstein, you can catch me on ESPN, Pac-12 Network, so working with the Swing in Oakland A's. And you've got it dialed in to Old Ute Radio. Back to the show. Welcome back to All You Radio with Sasha and Rebecca. Uh, we've got our guest, Michelle, in studio. Do you want to tell us a bit about her? Hello, Michelle. Hi. That was a good intro. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for you to come in. Hello, sport nerds. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to All You Radio with Sasha and Rebecca, Rebecca and Sasha. You, ma'am, work for UteZone.com, a rival's affiliate. Rivals is like top-level nerdiness for the sport enthusiast, the fanatic. Yes, am I close? Yes. Uh, mostly focuses in on recruiting with Ute Zone. We focus in on University of Utah recruiting as well as football and basketball teams when they're in season. Can I find out how many times a punter missed a practice or a field goal kicker missed a a field goal during practice. Well, do you tell me that? Mm, I don't think we really go into that much detail. Okay. Uh, you may be able to find it somewhere if someone really wanted to keep track of that. But I encourage that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ball camp's coming. <laughs> Are you excited? I am. I'm so excited. I love this time of year. I always have. Uh, There's a fervor in the air in Salt Lake City. Yes. And all the 11 schools in the Pac-12. Big things expected from the Pac-12, whether it be UCLA, Mm -hmm. 
the Oregon Ducks. Uh, who else? Maybe U- USC, maybe? USC is up there. Uh, Arizona State's still up there, although they got snubbed a little bit in the media voting. Didn't they lose, like, their whole defense to the NFL? They did. I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they got that good-looking quarterback still there that just crushed us, right? Taylor (laughs) Kelly, yes. Taylor Kelly. He's returning. Uh, He's in talks of being, you know, one of potentially one of the top quarterbacks in the Pac-12, which seems incredibly silly to say because... Which means he's a top four quarterback in the country. I was going to say, pretty much every quarterback in the Pac-12 is in the talks of being the top quarterback. It's just insane. One of the exciting things about Pac-12 football is that it's a quarterback game. Mm -hmm. It's a... They have great tight ends, but it's really slot receivers. Flank it out to your fast guy. And then you get your safeties and big cornerbacks just smashing people. Yes. And it's very run defensive. See, it's weird, though, because the U has a great defensive line. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped the running backs. But none of the other schools seem to care about running backs. They run pretty well in this conference. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I know a little bit. Oh, I, <laughs> I want to know a little bit about you. Are you from where you're from? I know you said you were a Utah alumni. Mm-hmm. Give us a little of your story. So I have lived my entire 24 years in Holiday, Utah. Um, I went to Olympus High School, so I'm incredibly familiar with the area. Yeah. Uh, I've lived here my whole life, don't know anything else. (laughs) Yeah, I went to school at the University of Utah. I actually studied psychology and sociology and criminology. Uh, So how I ended up in the sporting world is... uh, It just happens to you. It's interesting, to be sure. Uh, How'd How'd that happen? Uh, It kind of happened from three different places. One, I worked at a small locally owned grocery store for six years. This store? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was there all through my high school and college career. And while I was there working uh, through my college years, I always had a University of Utah sweatshirt on. Always, 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 always. And so it finally got to the point where people, you know, would ask me, were you at the game yesterday? like yeah and just get way into describing you know everything that happened all the plays who looked good who looked bad and these people would get this look on their face like that wasn't quite what I was bargaining for I was just looking for a yes or no answer so I had a small following there while I was in college uh hold on just a second you were at the store by Maggie McGee's uh no actually I was at the smaller location that's across okay. the street from Olympus Junior. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I was just seeing if you had checked my lettuce out before. Probably not if it was okay. at the larger location, yeah. The second place it kind of came from was I started school at the University of Utah in 2008. So I, the first year I was there, it was that great undefeated season. Mm-hmm. I've always been a Utah football fan, but that just really got me addicted. That was the Alex Smith season, or no, that no, was... No, that was the Brian okay. Johnson season. That was the Brian Johnson season, finished by totally... That was a scary one. ...demolishing <laughs> <laughs> Alabama yes. in the 2009 Sugar Bowl. Well, shortly after that, I had a class with Robert Johnson, and we met and became really good friends. And that kind of spurred on, you know, wanting to know more, because he talked to me about football all the time, and I didn't want to look stupid. Like, I wanted yeah. to know what he was talking about, so I did a lot of research. I did a lot of studying, 
and really liked it. So, and what do you mean by studying? I would watch reruns of games all the time. I went to Barnes and Noble and bought books. Mm-hmm. As dorky as that is, I've, I've done I've, it. Too. I've read books. Well, it's hard game. for women because yeah, you don't understand the how aggressive a man is, especially in a football gridiron setting. It's something you'll never understand. So More likely than not. Yeah, no. so learning that way makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to play football when I was little. My dad wouldn't let me. So. <laughs> You're like, there's no girls league. <laughs> well, I mean, Little Giants came out. Do you remember that movie at all? Yes. I do. I saw that. The little girl <laughs> that got do. to play football. I wanted to be her so bad. So bad. So, I mean, it's just kind of been in my blood from the get-go. Uh, and then I guess the third place it came from... My dad's best friend growing up, Uncle Marky, uh, always always would comment, you know so much, you know so much, you should be the next Aaron Andrews. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, ah, nah, nah, that's silly. I couldn't ever do that. And at one point, life kind of handed me an opportunity to where that was possible, and I took it, and I haven't looked back. What so. was that opportunity? <laughs> After I graduated college, I was working at a law firm because I thought I was going to be like a lawyer or maybe a cop. Yeah, Sasha's and, uh, to go into radio. <laughs> this twins. is like our life story. <laughs> Sasha's like, take your break, go into radio. <laughs> and so uh, I ended up getting laid off. And I was really upset about it. I felt like... Devastated. Yeah. It was just under some circumstances that were a little bit questionable to me. And so I tend to be a little more quiet. I'm not really... I'm a go-getter, but I'm, I quietly do it. And so what ultimately ended up happening, I was really upset about getting laid off from this job. And I walked right up to Bill Riley and was like, I want to be the next Aaron Andrews. What it is. Get, <laughs> help me get there. And so Bill Riley How did gave that me, work out for you? Because he's a – now, was this at a stadium that you saw him? No, this was at his coach's show uh, for football and basketball. It was a football one. It was with Kyle Whittingham. He had just finished up his show with Kyle. It's an hour-long thing. Uh, I believe they moved it. Tuesday nights. I think it used to be Monday night, or maybe it was Wednesday night. Uh, the coaches show. Yeah. Okay. The and show. Yes, yeah. for radio. So, Absolutely. So he had finished up his show, and afterwards, I just walked right up to him. Yes. He's like, "This is what it is. Okay. Help me get here." So. So you said, "I want to be the next Aaron Andrews, mm-hmm. minus the people incident." Yeah. Okay. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like no controversy in my career. That's a good goal. You know, possible. <laughs> Internet age makes it so difficult, though. <laughs> That's a lofty goal mm-hmm. to be an Aaron Andrews. Yeah. Because I work with these girls at the Pac-12, these ladies, these women at the Pac-12. It's a very competitive job. Mm-hmm. And I think at some points... And we'll get into it in this interview, but I think that a lot of it has to do more with looks than real ability to produce. Because most people that aren't in television see Aaron Andrews as just the girl that's doing her 30 seconds. Hey, coach, mm-hmm. how are you? But what they really are is they're producers. They're observing. They're seeing what's going on. They're relaying with the head producer and director inside the truck. It's a very – it's not just – the popping up on camera – is filler material it has nothing to do with their job it's just mm-hmm. a bonus right tremendous tremendous i like this it's a <laughs> so where do you, you're 
at ABC now, getting trained up by Mr. George Severson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, Tyler Gibbons, who was on your show sure. just a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, George Severson's a news director. He's the big honcho there. I don't he think I've great. ever met George. You have to. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah, right there by, uh, you know where the call center desk is? Mm-hmm. So his office is right there. Hmm. What you do is you go outside of that sport building. You walk all the way there. You turn and say, you Mr. Severson? <laughs> go, hi, I'm Michelle. I've met Sasha. You're awesome. <laughs> and that's how you move up in the ranks. Be best friends for life. You have to be, <laughs> s- you're an intern. Your job is to get known. Right. You, if you sit there and you just edit or you just shoot a camera or you just do logging work, you're never going to get noticed. Mm-hmm. When I was an intern, everyone knew me. I shook hands with everybody. I became friends with all the reporters. I became friends with Jim Kosak at the time. I became tolerated by the general manager. <laughs> um, I made good friends in engineering and everyone knew me i was friends with the janitor Mm -hmm. and if you're not going to do that then you're no one's going to remember you right all right okay so do it you have to in the world of journalism the world of media is communication Mm -hmm. and if you can't communicate with your peers if you don't show that charisma then it's the wrong field for you right yeah i'm excited for you oh thank you so what has mr Riley been training you on are you doing on-field journalism tell me about what you're doing so with Bill Riley uh, I interned at his show it used to be with Hans it was last mm-hmm. January through okay May. at radio mm-hmm so did that just learned about the switchboards just really watched you know what he and Hans would do as far as you know, preparation. That BYU guy, right? That BYU guy. <laughs> Such a lovable BYU guy, though. You just can't help but love big old Hans. Uh, <laughs> just observed what they were doing and did anything that they asked me to do. Covered spring ball for them. Uh, that was my first time really kind of going out anywhere yeah. and doing any kind of work. It was really kind of low-key So by covering, easy. going to the pressers with uh, Whittingham and the other coaches, um, putting a microphone in their face, mm-hmm. logging that, sending that stuff back to mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, the nice thing was, and especially for someone like me that is so, tends to be so shy, okay. it's something that I have to, like, really gear myself up for. With that one, they told me, you know, just make sure you get in a group and practice sticking the microphone in their face. Yes. Just do that. Don't worry about, you know, asking some super really smart question. Just get used to sticking a microphone in someone's face. The most important question in journalism is why. Exactly. Okay, stick to them on that. Anytime <laughs> you don't know what to say, why? Why? Yeah. Okay. And it, and it really puts them under the heat, too. Absolutely. It's a real subversive way why of... Why is that, Sasha? <laughs> <laughs> Boo, shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a saw device, though. (laughs) But, so, I mean, that just made it super easy for me to kind of break into it, kind of get to know the coaches a little bit better and the players a little bit better, be able to sit back and just observe them and kind of what their temperament's like and that sort of thing. And they like you? I think so. I haven't heard anything bad come back. But they look at you in the eyes. They say hello. They say goodbye. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yes, good. I, I'm known around there, but I don't know how much of that has to do with I'm like the only girl up there. See, so. I was going to ask. Oh, you're noticed. Is it difficult 
in the world of sports to get any kind of like credibility even because even as like a pretty avid female baseball fan Mm -hmm. even just like around campus even if i know what i'm talking about there's always like the group of guys who like won't really let me talk and are like you don't really know anything or you just like it for a boy or something like that do you ever have like i'm sure you've worked in good like situations Mm -hmm. but as being a woman in the field been difficult at all i think so far it's been pretty smooth sailing i'm sure at some point in time i will run into a super jerk (laughs) and it's going to be you know a matter of beating it into their brain that i know what i'm talking about hopefully no harsh terribly harsh words have to fly but i mean i understand too at the same time sometimes you won't get it from the students student athletes in the pac-12 you probably won't get them from the coaches because mm-hmm. they've been beat over the head about being really good with uh, the press. Especially, yeah. you have to remember here at the U, we're a Pac-12 mm-hmm. school by the Pac-12 network. You know, they signed three games, the conference games that will be in San Francisco, three games, almost $2 billion. Mm-hmm. And so they're allies. They're, you know, when... The Pac-12 rolls in. It's no longer the Ute Stadium. It's the Pac-12 Stadium. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to get that there. When you get to the NFL, when you get to the NBA, yeah, you'll get that. But you'll be seasoned by then. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, you know what? Everybody's been so great at the University of Utah. Kyle Whittingham is a top-notch guy. I think Larry Crisco. I think the world of Larry Kriskoviak. They're just so mm-hmm. nice. They always treat me with respect. Their players always treat me with respect. Obviously, there's some fun and teasing yeah. involved because it's just you don't because it's a fun job it's a fun job yeah you don't necessarily again see a lot of women come through it's mostly middle-aged guys so obviously <laughs> you know college kids love it you're not Let's making be fun of mr tony jones are you <laughs> no tony is my boy <laughs> no i want to get him in the studio i haven't asked him yet it's a goal of mine <laughs> so you're a beautiful woman you're in front of all these 18, 19-year-old, 21-year-old <laughs> men. Do they hit on you? Or are they respectful with that part of your humanism? I, I think they've been fine. I like I, that. They, they've said, you know, some funny things sure. on occasion. You've given me, given me a bad time. Who knows what goes on in the locker room at long after I'm gone and at home and mm-hmm. not dealing yeah. with it. But, I mean, you know, that's just, that's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my problem. So. When... You are writing your columns for rivals. Do you get these men that say, oh, she's a girl, she's a broad, she doesn't know what she's talking about? Or are you received well? Because you seem like you have a very dedicated following. Yeah. I was going to say, you know what? I think for the most part I've been received well. I think every now and then we'll get a new guy or two that will kind of try and test me a little bit. Yeah, I feel Uh, like there would be a lot of, like, proving that you are a dedicated fan that, like, have a passion for it yeah I've, at least i would imagine that a lot of those people a lot of people would be like trying to see if you actually know what's what yeah i like i said i think every now and then we'll get like a new subscriber or something and i can just tell i get put through the loop a little bit so like once i prove myself and prove that i usually know what i'm talking about because i mean sports There's is a so little bit random in you know sports. you can't always predict everything or see everything yeah but i mean it's hard to keep up on everything (laughs) once once kind of you know i take this job seriously and whatnot yeah 
they back off a little bit and it's just fun banter from there. You sent me several of your articles, which you certainly didn't need to do, but I read them all. You're a very good writer. And I know that Becca is too. And I know my mother's a psychologist Mm -hmm. from the U. She's a great writer, but it's technical writing. It's it's a different type of writing than journalism is. You know, mm-hmm. there's no pyramid. It's very different. How did you get comfortable with writing? Because your punctuation's good. You don't you don't have run-on sentences. Honestly, it's just like a natural thing. I've always been good at writing, putting together things. I was always that jerky kid that the teachers would talk about, don't you dare do this the night before, because I can tell mm-hmm. when you've done this paper the <laughs> night before, so, so, and uh, I, I will fail you. Do you do it the morning of. And, and you, you know, still get I, by. Yes, exactly. So you're so the I, lady that ruined the curve for yeah, all us dumb guys. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd do it the night before and <laughs> still get, you know, an A, B plus. Probably reading a lot, too. I mean, I, yeah. even not just even with psychology, but like in sports, you're constantly reading articles mm-hmm. to figure out new information that like it's impossible probably not to pick up on some of the better like, oh, that's a good way to write that mm-hmm. or that doesn't look as good. I should stop doing that kind right. of thing. Right. Exactly. Reading a lot helps. I think just having a creative mind helps. Do you have journals when you were a young girl and all that stuff? Diaries? I really never did that. Like, I'd try to do that, and then I'd, like, get disinterested and be like, why am I writing about my life? My (laughs) life is, like, not that interesting and stuff. And just, like, go back and read through, like, things that I wrote when I was nine. And it's just like, really? Like, this is just a waste of time. So It's hard. So, no, I wouldn't say I'm one of those diary wielders. You're not going to find, like, some interesting, any boyfriends out there or whatever. You know, you're not going to stumble <laughs> upon any kind of, like, interesting information in some old diary long, long ago. So, <laughs> so how do you get in touch with Rivals? Because Rivals is a very serious publication. I know that they... They're, they they kind of have the Bible of college sports. Right. I think that's fair for me to say. I think so. People spend a lot of money to buy their big beginning of the year football book that they release, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rivals is very well respected. Scout's another one it's that's m- right up there. More in depth than Bleacher Report or any of these yeah. other new things. Yeah, two four seven mm-hmm. is starting to kind of rise up a little bit. Uh, so there's a couple a couple of us out there. I think Rivals has been around the longest. Forever. Forever and ever and ever. How I got started there, I so I covered spring ball last year. For the radio station. For the radio station. Was at every spring ball practice, saw everything that happened, was taking mental notes, you know, had these interviews embedded in my head. And one of the TV stations did an article series for all three major college colleges here in Utah. So Utah State, Utah, cool. BYU. Utah State? Yeah. Where, what? Where? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. you got to give Utah State some props. They're doing pretty well. I'm impressed by them. I love Utah State. I just hadn't heard the name in a long time. It's, oh. it's been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since <laughs> their name has been. Since Mr. Chucky Keaton went down. Yeah, well, he's coming back. I like that. He's, he's coming good. Back. He's good. He's fun. <laughs> but uh, so the the premise of this article was 
the writer, whoever they had writing, had to name three key players for each school heading into the season. Well, the guy that did the Utah one only named two players. Oh, he failed. <laughs> and it was like just the most obvious, no thought put into it sort of thing. I was like, I was there every day. Mm-hmm. I could do a better job of that. So I did my own version of it. Just for the fun of it, I send it to my dad. My dad has been on Ute Zone forever, and he posted it to the board. Cool. And, the message board. Uh huh. To the message board, and Dan Sorensen, who runs Ute Zone, read it and told him, "If your daughter ever wants to write for me, then <laughs> give her my information and let's get in in the works." And so, I got hired off of. And Dan's the editor of. Mm-hmm. Utezone.com. Mm-hmm. He does good work. He does very good work. I'm I'm on the website now. I'm very impressed. It's it's uh, coded well. It's has it follows the thirds. Mm-hmm. It's easy to navigate. Hmm. It's a Yahoo affiliate, huh? Yes. That's cool. You gonna be there for a long time or how long? I guess that's kind of weird for you to answer, but yeah. you're happy there. I'm happy there. I love it. I think our readers are fantastic. So big shout out to you guys. You <laughs> always uh, make the conversations really interesting at times. <laughs> Such as? Like, what do you mean? Football and basketball are a very big deal to these guys. They talk about it nonstop. And strangely enough, my shoe collection has become a popular topic of discussion these days as well. <laughs> so Big into shoes? I love shoes. Ah. Love shoes. <laughs> what kind of shoes? Like stilettos. I really don't own flats. Like really, I really only own one pair of flats. <laughs> don't own work. flats. But you're a very tall lady. Like yeah, how tall are you? I'm five eight. So okay. I still so feel very tall in heels, but I wear them. Yeah, I. You know, I was supposed to be like six foot, oh. and I stopped growing. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just pretend to be as tall as I'm supposed to be or was supposed to be, but. So what do you wear on the field then? You're not wearing high heels on the field, are you? Yes. That's not smart. Oh, trust me, sweetheart. I'm a champ. But what if a football player runs into you or, or they get tackled on the sideline and they you can't move? Uh, I can move. You yeah, just hurdling them? Uh-huh. I like this. Oh, yes. I can run real well in those bad boys. They don't <laughs> fall off? Uh-uh. They you got to be strategic. It's, it's all strategy. I have it worked out. It's a science, really. Hmm. Maybe the next game, the be- what, when's the first game here with Idaho State? August 28th. All right. And you'll be on the field? That is yet to be determined. We're kind of playing with the idea of doing field passes uh, to get down on the field. Uh, usually we just observe from the stands. I, I'm a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. So last year I was up in the stands for every, every home game. And obviously, from the comfort of my couch on away games, planning to go to a couple of away games this year. Which ones? Michigan? Michigan, yes. You got tickets? Yes. Awesome. So excited. How much did that cost, uh, if you don't mind me, for tickets just to get in there? You know what? I don't know because we got them through my uncle's Crimson Club membership. So I don't know how it all broke broke down. Eventually, they're going to be like, hey, Michelle, yeah, this is how much we need you to write right to us as far as check goes uh so let's they see. haven't done that yet they're at stanford. stanford palo alto is really beautiful i was gonna say stanford is another one i'm playing with and Colorado? possibly that's a road trip. 
Arizona State over Halloween weekend. How awesome is uh, that? Washington State? Oh, Ari- no, Arizona November State. November 1st, yes. yeah. Party with all those Arizona State kids. I was down there <laughs> two years ago. Awesome, awesome atmosphere. Cool. One of the coolest places I think I have ever been as far as... They have the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism there. Okay. Yeah, Tyler, okay. Tyler went there. Tyler. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. He tells me stories about yeah. being down in Arizona <laughs> all the like, time. Wait a second. I know this. Yes. And Tyler's the producer for Real Sports at ABC4 Utah. It's mm-hmm. good for Utah. He is good for Utah. Very good for Utah. He's fantastic. I'm jealous of him. <laughs> he and Kylie Burst are like the super power couple the sports world doesn't know yet. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. He'll be directing the Super Bowl one day. <laughs> no, you watch. I think you will. If he stays patient enough uh, working in this, because it's such a stressful medium, mm-hmm. um, journalism, television, radio, it's the pressure is always there. Right. Do you get that? Do you get nervous every time you're about to p- turn something in for publishing? Or have you done a lot of on-air work on in front of camera? On-air and in front of camera is something that I'm still kind of working my way into. I wanted to get a solid foundation in writing first because I felt like if That's I could smart way. if I could put my thoughts into writing then I'd just be better prepared to put my thoughts you know spit them out as I'm thinking of them mm-hmm. and the other part of it is a lot of these major networks now have you know their personalities write articles for their websites and some of them aren't that good and no. I was like I don't want to be that person I actually like want my writing to sound like So one thing that you might notice that people that read television news stories, you'll read it and say, that is the most poorly written thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. But no matter how much you want to blast that, you have to look at it from them being on air and presenting a story because the way humans talk and communicate is different than the written word. Right. If someone and spoke to you, like, written, you'd think it was weird. You'd mm-hmm. be like, what But so now they transliterate everything by law. So let's say you have Marcos Ortiz, right, an ABC4 reporter. Right. You're going to see his news report, and it's going to be stunning. And you're going to read his thing, and it's going to be stunning, too, because he's that good. But when you get the younger kids, they, they're different. The, the, what you read isn't as good as what you'll see. Mm-hmm. And so just remember that. You can't judge these journalists on TV because I do it all the time. It's like, wow, yeah. you stink as a writer. But in my head, I know that it's totally different games. Right? But, I mean, you know, on my end of it, I wanted to be prepared for that. Like, I wanted to be an eloquent yeah. writer. So, it, you know, so when it, I'm translates. On, it translates. It's just mm-hmm. seamless. So if they... And we got to go to break here just in a second. But I want to ask you a couple more questions about you. And then when we get back from break, I really want you to teach me up on how the Utes are going to do. Okay. I'm very excited for basketball coming up because I think the Utes could be a Sweet 16 team this year. Mm-hmm. Are you? Have they asked you to start doing high school reporting? Uh, n- not a whole lot. I'm kind of getting my feet wet with that. With the journals that I work for, they're having me cover Olympus High, Conwood High, Brighton High, and Murray High. So I, I'm getting myself familiar with that. Uh, with Ute Zone, as far as recruiting goes, it's mostly Dan Sorensen and Alex Markham that keep track of that. I tried 
really hard and it's for me it's a little bit frustrating trying to deal with high school kids as far as getting them on the phone they're not the most reliable when that comes you have to be persistent it's a good way to learn to beat though oh yes you know if you think glenn mills doesn't get turned down daily up at the hill he doesn't now because he's spent hundreds of hours being turned down and learning how to overcome it and rephrase your email and right right those are important steps so that's kind of what i'm going to be learning with the journals it's a little bit more of a smaller chunk Mm -hmm. for me to deal with and i think being able to be face to face a little bit i will probably get a better reaction than just some stranger on the phone hey i Mm want to talk to you you but you're allowed to go on the field right uh yes i should be allowed to go on i mean one one thing i would are you gonna have a camera guy there or no one uh, that depends on if we get our TV station deal okay. up and going. So, cause one thing I, you know, and I hate to be doing so much recommendation cause I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a hack, but I, I'm observant. Like I might be a failure, but I get the process. Right. <laughs> but if you're on the field, turn your phone around and interview someone with the two of you in the same shot. It, what, at least at the very worst, it's going to make you comfortable in front of a camera. Right. It's going to allow you to review your work. Very important, because if you don't think Michelle Beatles and uh, these other talents aren't constantly mm-hmm. reviewing themselves and practicing, they probably don't anymore now because they're pros. Right. But, you know. One thing I actually, and I picked this up from Kenneth Scott of all people, because he's very vocal about you know, what he does to prepare himself for games or whatever, is watching videos of people that you want to be like. He does it all the time. He watches Brandon Marshall or... Josh Gordon before he got mm-hmm. in trouble, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like that just to kind of see what they're doing and kind of model himself after that. And so I've started, I need to be a little more on top of it. I, it's a little bit sporadic, but I'll sit and I'll watch old Aaron Andrews interviews. And there's like some old, old stuff of when she was first starting out. And watching those makes me feel so much better. Because I'm like, like it I'm happens like, to everybody. It happens to everybody. She was terrible, too. <laughs> like, Did you ever do news break here? No, because you weren't no, a communications I, student. I wasn't a communications student. Okay. I know. I, I keep feeling like I missed out on something. Every time we have people <laughs> in and we talk journalism, I'm like, hmm. Oh, they used to hate me. It took a lot of convincing to take my beanie off. <laughs> like I was all prepared to go on camera with a beanie on, you know, and a puffy coat. And they're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I did recently actually have some opportunities to be on camera with NFL Play 60. They did two events here in Salt Lake. Is that Lake. the safe tackles? No, that's where the NFL pros play, like teach young kids t- okay. to play for 60 minutes every day. So there was an event down in St. George, and I traveled down for that. And then there was one up in Layton with the all-poly camp, and I was up there for that. And they had a camera in my face. I was interviewing kids. I was interviewing these NFL players, um, getting a little bit of practice that way of, you know, taking taking an interview that's kind of private and nobody necessarily knows about it because it's on my phone and there's no video proof that it ever happened. You just hear the voices to trying it out on camera a little bit and obviously there's still some work to be done there but kind of for a real first time go at it I I felt pretty good about it so when we get back you're going to predict who wins the Pac-12 South the Pac-12 North you're going to predict who wins the national champion 
And you're gonna tell me how fantastic the U the running Utah, are, right? Okay, I can Sound do that. Good? Do you guys cover gymnastics, soccer, volleyball, any of that stuff? We are thinking about exploring gymnastics a little bit so this year fun. because those girls are amazing. Stunningly amazing. Seriously. Yes. So, you know, and obviously, again, being the only girl there, it's all about girl power. So, so I work, gotta give the ladies I work on the floor when the gymnast meets are going. And before the game, like, I walk up and I, like, do stretches and, like, flex mm -hmm. form and... Like, their biceps are, like, ten times bigger than mine. <laughs> it's just fantastic. And these girls are, like, up to my shoulders, but, like, can so bench press built. me. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so we're all you Radio here Thanks at the University of Utah. We'll be right back after two commercials and a song, and uh, thank you for listening. Michelle Bodkin on, or Bodkin, on All <laughs> Ute Radio. I knew I'd do that once wrong. I've just had such the education on high heels. <laughs> I feel... Vastly more I educated. feel like a better man. Try it. I feel like I've you matured. Might like it. <laughs> I feel like I've become more inclusive. You know what's amazing about hills? When you have a fat day, you add like five six inches to your frame then yourself it's out gone immediately. so gone. i'm sitting in studio with two <laughs> girls that could literally be supermodels and they're talking about fat days fat days happen <laughs> they do floating is real <laughs> liars <laughs> yeah heels take a special kind of discipline but are worth the reward mm -hmm. it gets easier it's like you don't even have walking on them what's your favorite color heel red red's my favorite color not because of the university of utah no but that was just a very happy coincidence. Do you match nail polish and lipstick with your heels or just heels? Who has time for that? Yeah, really. Like I this. usually don't paint my nails too often. It's too much upkeep and I check them like the next day. So the heels, because you don't, you seem like a sweatshirt and t-shirt girl, yeah. a jeans and t-shirt girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll wear a ponytail and an awesome hat and sunglasses and you're not doing makeup all day long because but then you got the heels it's it's confusing to a man well it like you go ahead i feel like it cleans up an outfit that is otherwise not <laughs> that exciting for the longest time i used to joke because i am you hit it on the head i am a jeans and t-shirt or jeans and sweatshirt type of girl that is if i could wear that every day i would and uh Especially back in college, I'd always joke about throw on a pair of heels and I'm dressed up for the day. So. Do you float rivers with heels on? You know what? I've never done that before. Hmm. There is, there's a time and a place. There is a time and a place. <laughs> Higher the old heels. Do you go to public swimming pools with heels on? No. Hmm. I don't like this. You're deviating. <laughs> You're deviating. I mean, maybe if I was going to like some rager swim 
party. Sandals are where it's at. You know, maybe some like wedges, maybe. I got summer wedges, like the cork wedge is always a good one. Exactly. That that might be sort of pull appropriate on certain occasions. Heels really do. You could put on anything, like the most raggedy old band t-shirt and like gross leggings or jeans and like put heels on and someone thought you paid like $200 for that top and you're like going out. (laughs) Except for you always see celebrities wear like sweat suits and heels Mm. and I'm always like, I don't feel like regular people can pull that off. (laughs) There's a line and I draw it as sweats (laughs) with heels. (laughs) So either yesterday or today or sometime this week, the preseason top 25 ranking for football has come out mm-hmm. all the sec teams are up at the front alabama's south carolina probably missing someone else who cares <laughs> <laughs> hey they don't pay me usc number 12 ucla 17 i'd flip that immediately arizona 23 oregon 24 oregon seems they're very low did they lose someone incredibly huge last year uh, DeAnthony Thomas is gone. They're running back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, hmm. But I'm sure they got someone that's just as fast and talented behind them. Hey, with Oregon, you would have to think they're going to find somebody. I, I just can't imagine that there is absolutely no one that can replace him. Hmm. I, uh, Arizona. See, I think Washington State's the sleeper here in the Pac-12. They They looked very strong last year. Much better than the year before. Mm, uh, yeah, no comparison. Oh, there was. I, I loved being on the field that first year when, <laughs> boy, were they not treated well by their head coach. <laughs> <laughs> USC, I don't see going undefeated. No. UCLA, they got Mora as their coach, mm-hmm. junior. They could be a very, they could be an 11-1 team. They could be a real high contender. Everybody's kind of indicating they're the team to beat in the South, and I think there's good reason for that. I mean, Brett Hundley, do you need to say more? But, I mean, they also have on the other side of the ball their linebacker. uh, Oh, my gosh, Miles Jack. Yes, he's good. Incredibly good. He's a freak of nature. Incredibly good. (laughs) He couldn't tackle me, but, you know, everyone else he can. (laughs) Yuck. Arizona, I don't know. They'll probably get eight games. I'm not. I don't see anything real serious with them as based off of last year. Uh, really, what Arizona's kind of—they're facing two big question marks. One is that B.J. Denker's gone. Who is he? Their quarterback. Kay. Who's going to replace him? I it. Freshman quarterbacks don't win generally. Generally, unless they have that freshy luck. Yeah, unless you're Texas A&M. I yeah. never know. I just never know. Um, and then. Kadeem Carey's gone. They're running back. So, oh, he was awesome. Did he go yeah. high in the draft? Oh, my goodness. No, no one, no running backs won. The, the first one was in the second round, wasn't it? I, it that yeah, was someone. Like that. It was a I, fluke, I don't yeah. remember, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, you know, have to replace those two guys. But I, the good news is they feel, if you're an Arizona fan out there, I don't know if you are or not. Good news is that they feel like whoever is quarterback will have some good targets at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. at least at least that's there. At least they've got that going for them. Exactly. 
So the goal is, I think, from the fans, I don't know about the coaching staff and athletic department here at the U, is mm-hmm. six wins become bowl eligible because for those of you who don't follow sport, especially football, if you don't get the bowl, you lose, what, five weeks of practice time, roughly? Yeah, somewhere around. It's an enormous like amount of time. Something like that. Uh, basically, bottom line is bowl games are essential to programs from the standpoint mm-hmm. that it gives the freshmen that kind of were sitting on the sideline most of the year usually obviously sometimes you do have a freshman or two that can play and play well but it gives them that extra practice to get them prepared to go into spring ball uh, and the youths and it keeps them hungry during the Christmas time and the New Year's time mm-hmm. so instead of maybe eating too much they're still hitting that gym they're still stretching they're still jogging yes yeah, they're logging those tough hours exactly. when it's cold and miserable and you don't, especially, you know, in the Rocky Mountains where you might want to sleep in, the coaches are still there. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the gym goes on hibernation around October and doesn't resume until about March. Nor should so, it. I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. You only need from March to May to get the summer body. Exactly. Don't you ladies get a good enough workout wearing heels? Just your calves, yeah. I was going to say, that's great for your calves. Good leg toning. Especially if you're not lazy and take the stairs. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining, like, your boyfriend (laughs) or husband always rubbing your feet because you're wearing heels, and they just seem like they're painful to wear. No. But you ladies are telling me different. Well, see, there's a kind of numbness. <laughs> well, no, because they don't hurt. But say, like yeah, the anatomy don't. of heels, like, yes, is, is not very good for your foot. Mm-hmm. But you stop feeling it unless you actually are, like, on your feet in heels for longer than, like, from 8 a.m. to, like, 8 p.m. And Which if you I really have haven't before. sat, then you can feel it at the end of the day. You're like, that does not feel good. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's, you know. So before I get in too much trouble by Michelle... <laughs> Let's get back to this. Okay. August 28th, Idaho State's in town. Mm-hmm. That's probably a win by a fairly large margin. I'm guessing what Utah is looking for is for no one to get injured. Right. Have a safe game. Maybe throw some guys out there, kind of see what they can do. Uh, you know, maybe maybe some get of the – Get Kenneth Scott going or someone like that. Yeah, or? get Kenneth Scott going. Travis Wilson, more likely than not going to be the starter. You know, help kind of get some of that – rust off or finish getting any remaining rust off there is that a dangerous choice because didn't he have a bruise on an artery in his brain wasn't outside of his hand injury wasn't that kind of what sidelined him uh yeah he had a like a a weak spot or a presumed weak of an artery in your brain Mm -hmm. yes doctors cleared him though so they they don't think it it's anything serious. So I, I ha- I'm I, not a medical expert. No, I'm sure. not going to pretend like I am. It's just so. one of those situations. It's either, it's just, it's a weird injury. It is a weird injury. It's really weird. And I'm sure there's probably more to it than what's been talked about or released. Mm-hmm. Um, but So September 6th, Fresno State's in town. They got David Carr's brother, former number one pick from Fresno State. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be good. Um, it's probably going to be a tough game, but the Utes probably 28, 17, somewhere around there, 32, 
10, you know. It, <laughs> it will definitely be a step up from Idaho State. And one disclaimer, though, about Idaho State, I don't know if anybody out there remembers Oregon State last year and their game <laughs> against, I think it was Northern Washington or someone like that. They got their butts handed to them well, by a school that nobody had ever heard of. Well, they're so. beavers, and they're up in Oregon. And but yeah. they went on to have a pretty good season outside that little folly. So, I mean, anything can happen. That's, That's what I love about sports. Yeah. Anything can happen. You really can't look over an opponent ever. You can ever. speculate all you want, but when it's so close sometimes, it's just up to who steps up and does mm-hmm. something good that game. Exactly. So. September 20th at Michigan, that's more of a big deal for the athletic department than the team because you go to the big house, mm-hmm. you get these freshmen playing in front of 110,000 people, right. which is good four years from now. That's probably a toss-up, assuming the Utes are healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan's, they're not great. They're not Ohio State. Right. It's been, a, it's been a while since Michigan's done anything incredibly impressive, but I mean, funny thing about college football is that a lot a lot is in a name brand and Michigan's a name brand. So no. even even if they're terrible no. you know, they're <laughs> they still are revered. And it's same with like Notre what are Dame they in the even Big USC. Eight, Big Fourteen, Big Twenty Two. What, what conference are they in now? Cause, cause Big ten. But it's not ten teams anymore, right? No. I think they have 11 teams in that conference. It's something weird like that. (laughs) It's beautiful. But, I mean, their logo is too cool. You can't change the Big Ten logo. Hmm. Basketball logo is good. Yeah. (laughs) Washington State in Utah, toss-up? I would say toss-up. I would say probably a little bit of a revenge game for the Utes. As good as Washington was... Or Washington they State lost was talent last on year. the receivers, and I think their offensive line a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know they got a hard, they got a coach that coaches them up really well, despite the lack of whatever they have going on up there. Mike Leach is an interesting yes. guy. He comes across kind of crazy, but you just know that there is something more going on behind that facade. Mm-hmm. Like he's, my dad always says he's dumb like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <Yeah. laughs> Don't like a fox. I'm gonna start saying that. Yeah. Should be my honor name. <laughs> uh, UCLA uh, at UCLA. I think Utes are gonna have to play their best game of the season, much like they did against Stanford last year. Mm-hmm. But that's not unbeatable. Like no. that, that's a winnable game. I was going to say I think they proved last year, you know, that's a very winnable game. Obviously, they didn't win it last year at home. It's going to be a little bit harder being at the Rose Bowl in front of UCLA's crowd, but again, if everybody If stays, they show up. If if they're ranked, there'll be a crowd. If they're not, there won't be right. a crowd. And it depends on what's going on in Hollywood that weekend, too. True. It's a fickle fickle market. <laughs> that's why there's no NFL team. But I mean, as far as... That's why the Dodgers are trying to trade <laughs> Matt Kemp. Because they're, they're, no one cares. They got the beach, right? Well, I, who can complain with the beach? Right. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> Oregon State, uh, the 16th of October at Oregon State. Again, the winnable game. Winnable game. Winnable game. Depends on It's going to be another shootout. Pro- very well. Again. 52-49 or something like that. Hope could not. come down to the wire again, much like last year. Just, again, it's 
Pac-12 is just a strange, strange conference because even the bottom tier teams are really good teams. And it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, someone has to lose. And unfortunately for Utah fans, it's been Utah the last little while. I really wish Washington were playing them this year because they got the coach from Boise State. Mm-hmm. Chris Peterson. And they've Chris Peterson's had a track record of near perfection against the Utes and anyone in Utah, actually. Right. It'd be interested to see what he does down the road with Washington because their coach is now at USC. Right. Steve Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. BYU boy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. BYU and USC guy. Mm-hmm. Did both. Time at both. See, so what are we, six games in now? Injuries are around on both teams at this point. It's going to be tight. Low 20s probably, defensive game. Talking about USC right now? Yeah. I was going to say, USC has been an interesting game every Mm -hmm. time from the standpoint. I feel like... Got a freshman quarterback, new receivers. Actually, no, Cody Kessler's... I think he's a sophomore this year. Did he play last year? He played last year. Okay, so that blonde boy wasn't there last year. No. Okay. (laughs) Blonde He had, like, the most golden blonde. Matt Barkley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt Barkley's been gone for a year. Yeah, very few men have better hair than I do, and he's one of those men, so I call him hair boy. Hair boy. He didn't make it in the NFL, did he? Or is he with the Eagles? He was with the Eagles. I haven't kept track of if he's still there, if he's maybe moved on someplace else. Okay. Arizona State, I say that's a win. Arizona has no defense, no, nothing to say that they have a defense. It's all freshmen and kids that didn't start last year. They're very high, though, or think that their special teams play is going to be better. And I think that's often overlooked in a game. But on the other hand, I think Utah's special teams is going to be much improved this year, too. So special teams in that game could be a big determining factor. Then Stanford. I imagine Stanford is going to be completely primed and ready to play us at their field. You would have to think so. I mean, that just (laughs) can't sit well, being ranked number five and losing to a team that goes five and seven in their season. And it was a sound, sound beating both on the field by the young men and by the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, the last two, Arizona. They got Arizona ranked at number 23 preseason. I don't know enough about them to say anything about them, but <laughs> I think it's toss-up with Arizona and Colorado the last two games. I don't know. I, again, I'm always cautious about saying sure win but I think Colorado's probably a safe bet. I get that they lost to them the very first year in the Mm -hmm. Pac-12. I think they were looking ahead to the Pac-12 championship that Mm -hmm. year. Uh, Who knows if that carrot will be dangled in front of them again. Probably unlikely. So hopefully they will be focused on getting that win because they may ultimately need it in order to reach that bowl eligibility. Six and six seems very reasonable. Seven and five seems good. I think that's a very obtainable. Eight and four, that's a good bet if you're in Vegas, if you want to take a risk on the wild side. Right. Could we see them go eight and four? I think if everything goes right for them, which... Quarterback, if the quarterback is healthy. Things haven't gone right for them very often in the Pac-12 the last little while. I would say, yes, if Travis Wilson stays healthy 
And I think someone else to kind of keep in the conversation, too, is Kendall Thompson. We don't know exactly how good he is. He is the backup from LSU, transfer to LSU? Oklahoma. 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 Okay. We'll, we'll get an idea of exactly how good he is. But, I mean, if anything should happen to Travis, you know, hopefully just having a little more of a solid backup. Coach you know. Whittingham says he's a great runner, great mm -hmm. athlete. Makes good decisions, never says anything about his throwing ability. I, For a reason or just because coach is busy? I have heard it both ways. What's kind of been indicated to us is he is a little bit more of a run-type quarterback, that he has a decent arm, but it's not as good as, say, like Travis's. Mm -hmm. I think smaller boy too, right? Yes, he's like 6'1 and 200 pounds, I believe, mm -hmm. so not quite. So he's going to have vision issues with because we have a big lineman, tall right. lineman. Right. Well, I mean, really outside of Travis, all of them are going to have vision <laughs> issues. issues. Travis is just kind of a freak of nature in the best way possible. <laughs> so so is, on offense, is the wide receivers the best strength this year with Drez? And I think it's ultimately going to depend on if they collectively decide together that what happened last year just is not going to happen again and what i mean by that is the tipped balls the dropped passes that the, has to mm, stop several if, interceptions if that multiple games exactly and you know travis took a lot of heat for some of those interceptions and he had a bad hand right had a bad hand but i mean you know when you put the ball where it needs to be and your receiver tips it up plays volleyball with it rather than football. I You can't blame that on the quarterback. Now, Travis did make some bad throws, absolutely. But those there were 16 interceptions. Not every single one of them were on Travis. Some of it was on the receivers. It's a weird dichotomy college sport because if the three of us write a bad paper <laughs> or get a C-minus on a test, the only one judging us are ourselves. Mm -hmm. When you're an athlete, you have... 200,000 people right. yelling 200, at you. 200,000 of your closest friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I think the wide receivers are a very promising group. From the standpoint, they're a lot deeper than they were last year for starts. They do have Drez Anderson coming back off of a 1,002-yard season last year, I believe, was what he recorded. Uh, and I think it will be a lot easier for him this year with Kenneth Scott coming back. We'll take a little bit of that pressure off of him. There's talks about Kalen Clay adding some speed. Another guy to keep an eye on as far as maybe being more of a speed guy is Dominic Hatfield. He absolutely worked his butt off That's in a cool the offseason. Dominic Hatfield. Well, and his Hatfield. nickname is awesome too, Domo. Awesome? They call him Domo. <laughs> oh, I thought his name was just awesome. I was like, yes. Well, no, he has an awesome <laughs> nickname to go with the awesome, just regular Domo. name. Awesome. Domo. Oh, my God. So, um, you know, Delshawn McClellan could potentially be Where's he in the play? talks. What, what position is he at? Wide receiver. Okay. Wide receiver, speed guy. His problem over the years has been just consistency he'll come on real strong and then towards fall ball kind of he's blown out he, he blows his body up so you know it's a lot of that creatine and stuff the, the a lot of that stuff that they right. call weight gainers they really fail on you because a lot of it's water weight that you're retaining water and when it gets cold it, you slow down a bit right. so and then they picked up just recently two guys in july uh, Jameson Field, 
and his case is real interesting. He was going to be a junior college guy, but got picked up by the Utes before he went that route, and he's four to play for, but he hasn't played in a year. And then they got a walk-on Tyler Cooperfield that should be, you know, an interesting mix. I Walk-ons are a little bit interesting, you know. It'll be... See a Utah guy? Mm-hmm, yes, he... Cottonwood Heights team or something like that? No, he's a Cali kid. He'll be here for fall camp. And then, you know, they picked up a couple of freshman wide receivers as well that I don't know if the plan will be to play them at all but what i think can be demised here is that there's so much more depth at that position than last year and it could be a real strength for them this year i think a lot of these fans have shock awe disappointment with the utes they would have envisioned four years ago Mm -hmm. that when they're here now that they would be ranked in the top 25 that they would be going to the sugar bowls and the rose bowls and competing for national champions because of like what you said when you first came into football with the 2008 team yeah i don't think that that's still too far of a dream in a couple years no no i don't you know the thing fans need to realize and i know that they hate this so much they tell me it all the time they've the Utes really are not that far off base. I mean, when you consider they came from the Mountain West Conference, nobody really knew what what, what they were uh, <laughs> getting into from the standpoint. No one had ever made that kind of jump before. So how hard was it going to be? They had a really good opportunity their first year in 2011. Down year for the conference. One of the big stats is since 2008, they haven't had a starting quarterback Start and finish the year. Yes. 2009, it When you're started with young out. men and they are leaderless, that's a bad omen. It is. It makes it hard. And again, especially when you don't really necessarily know who the backup's going to be either, <laughs> makes it really, really hard. Picking up John Hayes last minute for the 2011 season was a godsend. Yeah. I mean... Because otherwise, who would it have been? I don't know. And he's got a lot of flack for not being really Pac-12 talent. But at the same time, if he, if he hadn't been there, I mean, that season could have easily gone way south on them, too. So it could have been three straight years of not good. <laughs> we have to wrap up here in a minute. We've kept you way over than I promised you. <laughs> but I'm reading here on utah.rivals.com mm-hmm. that the running Utes lead all-star team to China. Yes. I want to call my boss and find out why I didn't get to go to China to film this. <laughs> How cool is that to go play basketball in China as a college boy? <laughs> it's a huge deal, and it's a huge step for that program. Wow. I mean, what Larry Kraskoviak has done in Such just a nice three man. years. Such a nice man for starts. You know, actually, he and Whittingham, to me, are quite similar in their mannerisms and just the way they carry themselves, conduct themselves in interviews. But, I mean, to turn a program around that, like, literally didn't win a single game (laughs) and in three years have them really competing in the Pac-12 conference of all places. You know, they might have a top-ten draft pick on their hands. 
Very well. Uh, what is that kid's name? It's escaping me real quick. They're a uh, small forward. Not Leverage. Kyle Kuzma? The skinny guy, 6'6". Six, six. Oh, DeLon Wright? Oh, my God, is he a talent. He is amazing. He might, I think he's one of the best players I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I saw almost all their games at home last year in person, and I'm not a fan of any team, but I'm a fan of kids that work hard. Mm -hmm. And then he has that it factor. He's a five-tool player. He's, you watch, I bet you he's a, he's a lottery pick if he goes out next year. So I think really he has to. Be. I think he has to. I mean, they have Brandon Taylor, too. Yeah. And, you know, he gets discredited a lot because he's kind of short. Mm -hmm. But he's so just scrappy and brings so much heart to the game. The <laughs> only like, person that has bigger biceps than him is me. The kid is <laughs> jacked. He is. He's just a little ball of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Got good things for the running Utes? I think this year is going to be so exciting for them. Last year... I think well exceeded most people's expectations. So I feel like the sky's the limit for this year's team. I have major concerns. Uh, part of the reason why the Mario and Luigi fad hit is because I were forcing our camera guys to film them. <laughs> I hear that one of them is leaving and that they're actively searching for a replacement for Mario and Luigi. Oh, really? I had yes. not heard this. Yes. I'm actually thinking about having him in, but I don't know what to talk to him about after like five minutes of, how do you become like some of the greatest mascots in sports history? Like, where do you go after that? I know. I, mm. they, they, they have brought such an excitement to the must. Like, I wish they were at football games. I wish Swoop had Mario and Luigi like together. Not See, I'm, I'm a deep thinker. So, where can people read you? Uh, they can read anything that I write on utezone.com. The unfortunate part is that it is a paid website, but I think it's well worth the money. And it's not just because of me. Uh, our staff is amazing. Like I said, Dan Sorensen and Alex Markham are just so on top of recruiting uh you know they get to know these kids on such a deep level uh that we usually can get information about what's going on first as far as that goes uh we have brett borg and he's our kind of main basketball guru and the breakdowns that he does of basketball games is just incredible he knows the game backwards and forwards it's absolutely insane and he helps us out with football too and does a tremendous job and we just recently uh brought aboard chance Frenette. i'm so sorry if i said your last name wrong but i mean he's just like a jack of all trades he just seems to know what's up with everything so there's a lot of great people on our staff that write a lot of insightful things and have good relationships with the University of Utah, and it makes for some good reading. So I mean, even if you have a significant other that is a passionate sport fan and you could care less, if you go at utah.rivals.com, you're going to learn something. You're going to be able to have conversations mm -hmm. with people that all they do is sport talk radio and read the Tribune and read Yahoo Sports and everything else. It's a good website. I, I really, I, I don't say that kindly. I, I mean it with sincerity because a lot of things are so poorly written on the internet. Mm -hmm. So many people don't take the time to spell check, to 
reread their stuff or have people proofread. You guys are doing it. Yes. So congratulations. And what's next for you is to start working up the ranks as a reporter, as a mm-hmm. on-field producer. Yep. Get a reel made. Send it to me, and I'll send it to my producers. I'll, I'll hand deliver your reel. So. Okay. Make a, tell Tyler he's got a job to do. <laughs> make Michelle a reel. Tyler will love that on yes. top of everything else that's demanded. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing at o- over at ABC? I know you're interning, but what are they having you do? You know, right now, a little bit of everything. They've had me do some write-ups uh, at jazz games before. They currently are kind of having me work on doing, like, voiceovers and putting together packages. Uh, Look at you. Yes, I know. I'm trying I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Obviously, there is a significant chance that I'll probably forget <laughs> it before I put it into use again. But at least it's semi-sort of there and can be drawn upon again with a little refresher course. You know, just doing some editing and whatnot. I watch the guys while they're on air uh, mm-hmm. and try to actually pay particular attention. Do you heckle? What? Do you heckle? Heckle. Boo! No. <laughs> no, I can never do that to Wes and Bill and Dunny. Never. Never, never, never. They're never. too good. They're too good. But, I mean, you know, when Dan- Dunny's out of town, they almost always have a female do his segment. I will sit and watch what, you know, the ladies are doing. Cause I think Dana Green is one of the best writers I've ever seen in my life in terms oh of reading. Oh, my gosh. Dana he, is awesome. And I know he's just a sport guy. And I actually had a conversation with him once about this, and he'll be coming on at some point, but I asked him, I said, you're such an amazing writer, why sport and not real journalism? And I'll let him explain that when he comes in, but if you really want to watch a man that is a brilliant writer and conveys a message on television in terms of stating and relating what you're seeing and watching, Dana Green's one of the best. So funny story about Dana. Yeah. Several years ago at, I think it was the 2011 season, was up tailgating first game of the year. Mm-hmm. Dana was going around interviewing people. Well, he stopped me, asked if he could ask me a question. And I was like, yes, yes, of course. So I'm thinking I'm going to get asked this like big, serious football question. I was so excited. And he goes, hi. I was like, hello and he goes that's just all that's all i just wanted to say hi to you i was like oh okay he was like you sure you don't want to know anything because i know a bunch of stuff exactly well it made it on tv i didn't think it was going to make it on tv that little segment made it on tv so then three years later when i go to intern for him i'm like so you've actually interviewed me before and he goes oh my gosh it was that 2000 and he pulled it up and so we had a good laugh about that (laughs) that's beautiful yes so where can people find you on Twitter? You're very good on Twitter. I try to be. I try to talk, you know, a little bit of sports, but also just silly, weird stuff, too, because, I mean, regular. I, you talk it, shoes. I talk. Talk shoes with I Michelle. talk shoes. I talk all kinds of weird stuff. But I, music, <laughs> I talk music a lot with mm-hmm. our, my followers as well. Uh, but they can find me at mbodkinrivals. And like I said, I always follow back. I like knowing what you guys say. I'm always favoriting, retweeting, you know, starting up conversations, asking you your opinions. So I, I try to be as interactive as possible cool. as far as that goes. So we hope to see you on the sideline coming to you soon, right? Yes. That's the goal? Yeah, that is the goal.
Hmm. Root Sports. I am here in Root Sports, Mr. Bowler Jack. Because <laughs> as beautiful as Matt Harpering is, she's better. She she's is talented and she's better. Can, she's articulate, and that, that's the important thing. Oh, yes. So, Mr. Harpering, be careful out there, sir. <laughs> Anything else, Becca? I think I'm just enjoying the conversation. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Tuesday. Thanks, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate yeah, you, Michelle. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you And I think to myself, what a wonder